0: Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Topics podcast.
1: Welcome to Sabbath Topics. We are talking about leadership in disruptive times. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our second edition and discussing this important topic, especially uh, with what's going on in our world today. We definitely need good leaders with great characteristics and traits we want to begin our session by going around the room and letting everyone introduce themselves. will go ahead and start with Rick, and then we'll go around the room.
2: I'm Rick Hudson. I'm the pastor at the Lackland Baptist Church on the uh, far west side of San Antonio. I'm Chris
0: Johnson, pastor at First Baptist Church of San Antonio in downtown.
3: I'm Gary Patterson. I'm the pastor of Berean Bible Fellowship and also with Christian Leadership Development Network. I'm Joel Odom, pastor of the Oak Hills Community
4: Church in Forestville.
5: I'm Abe Hawkins, president of Baptist University of the Americas here in San Antonio.
1: We are discussing our second podcast in a series on the topic of leadership in disruptive times. We've been discussing characteristics or traits of great leaders in times of crisis and turbulence. Our first podcast, if you haven't listened to it, we'd encourage you to go back and take the time to listen to it. We talked about great leaders develop other leaders, and today we'll move on to a second characteristic, and Rick is going to get our conversation going.
2: Well, Dr. Horn, I, I thank you. I, uh, I think one of the, the characteristics of good leaders, great leaders, really in times of uh, crisis and, and uh, disruption is <laughs> they, they've got to be optimistic. I mean, we never know what's going to happen, especially in times uh, like this, and uh, you know we need to move forward with the right attitude. I think as Zig Ziglar years ago who said, "Altitude is determined by attitude," and I think he was right. If we, if our attitude is optimistic, regardless of the disruption, and regardless of the crisis that comes in our life, we we're looking for solutions rather than the idea that. Uh, uh, that that things have just uh, blown up on us uh it, it, i've noticed that uh successful people and, and great leaders in my life have always been men that and and uh, and, and ladies that were looking for solutions were always optimistic about what was going on i think about the apostle peter you know he he made a lot of mistakes in his life we we kind of uh, pointed him and of course, he was a great church leader and all, but we, uh, we think about his failures. We think about the fact that he that he denied the Lord and, and all of those things. But we also need to remember that he walked on water. Uh, he, even though he, he started to sink, he was optimistic enough to say, Lord, call, let me come out to you. And, and he got out of the boat and he walked on water. So innovation, change, those kinds of things happen because of people who are open with optimism to, to look for solutions as opposed to uh, a, a dead end during these times of uh, distraction. Any thoughts on leaders being optimistic and the importance of it?
4: I think uh, Rick hit on a point that, you know, that's very important. If leaders are not optimistic, the people that you lead will not be optimistic. Right. Uh, they, will, they will lose hope, they will lose uh, courage. Um, and during this time of this pandemic, We've seen it even in our own churches, where some of our people have, uh, you know, have wavered and lost some hope, and uh, you know, they're that some of them have become negative. You know, um, I've one church member that said, "Well, we can't even get out of our house, or we're going to die." That type of that type of negative um, type of speaking is just not good, and and so if if the leader is positive, optimistic that things are going to be okay, then I think the people overall will also do the same thing, be optimistic and hopeful. Because listen, the only hope we have is God's word and, uh, and the Lord. And so we need to teach our people that optimism starts in the word of God with the Lord himself and, and really point that out to them as we um, you know do the online streaming or whatever we're doing uh, for our church services.
0: Yeah, and I think that's right. I think we have a great overarching biblical theme here, too, and a a deep theological theme that we can hold um, optimism here because our our Lord is in control no matter what, no matter the depths that we sink to, no matter if the situation seems impossible, God's in control. I, I think about Israel when they're stuck between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. I mean, they're stuck in an impossible situation. And Moses is before him. He's praying. He says, the Lord is fighting for you. There's this greater moment. And then it leads them through an impossible situation by an unimaginable occurrence where where God parts the sea and and God moves them through. But but all of Israel there is just completely pessimistic because they can't see a way out. But if we know the Lord, um, there are uh, countless ways out that we can't even imagine. And so we have this... Sense of we can be optimistic, not because we're capable or not because humanity is good, but we know the Creator um, and the Creator can move us forward uh, through anything. And so uh, we praise His name for that.
5: Yeah, I have to agree with Chris. One of the things is I was looking at that uh, characteristic as well, remind uh, reminded me of Joshua, uh, kind of in the same way. Uh, I think the one thing that encourages me about what Joshua did with the Israelites was that he kept reminding them of God's promises during the mm-hmm times right before the battle of jericho he kept reminding them hey listen god is giving you a place of rest he's giving you this land we need to hold on to those promises that god gives to us in his word even during these difficult pandemic times if we can be reminded of the promises of god that he never leaves nor forsake us that he has us in his hands that he is the sovereign god that nothing gets behind him everything's in front of him as believers we can say listen we're not uh, uh, on the back seat here, but we're in the front seat and we're being protected by our Lord and Savior. So, yeah, I, I think that's a great way to look at that. You know, I
3: think, I think Chris has, you know, he, he spoke theologically, you know, and the thought popped into my mind, Chris, while you were talking about when Jesus says, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against my church. We know that the church wins no matter what happens, mm-hmm. but we can tabulate the theology of winning. So -hmm. that's already done. At the same time, I would like to just postulate this thought. Many of our leaders right now are faced with situations in their churches where they don't know what it's going to be like to go back in those buildings. Mm -hmm. And many of them that were suffering before all of this started, this has crippled them even more. And so my concern right now, as we talk about leadership, is how do we speak to them to capitalize on the theology we're discussing, but also give them a practical word to impact their leadership ability as they approach the church? Here is my suggestion of a word that might be used. I'm just thinking this up as we go along. The issue of reframe what happened. The the reframe, in my view, is this, is that, yeah, I've been hit in my church. But the reframe is this doesn't have to sink me. This can propel me to a higher height and to a new reality. And I think the mindset of the leader to do that reframe and show up before the people of God, reframed, optimistic, and give them a new future. We're going to talk about vision at some point in what we're talking about to cast a new vision that moves through the obstacle of what was to move into the domain of what can be. And I think that's the domain of leadership that's really helpful to do reframes like that to show up optimistic. Following up on
1: uh, those thoughts, one of the behaviors that we are looking at is not only being optimistic, but tying in one of the other behaviors that we had on our prep list is that leaders embrace reality and translate it into a vision they take the reality that they've been given because we we all know that we're not promised tomorrow and we're not promised <clears throat> that everything's going to be consistent with even this afternoon we've seen how quickly things can change uh, I was in a conversation yesterday and one of the one of the uh, leaders said that one of the things that he had learned through all of changes that have happened in the first part of 2020 is that nothing stays the same and things can change even within a day or within a couple of weeks that would throw us into a, a completely different paradigm than we've ever faced before. But a characteristic that we're talking about of optimism and being able to embrace the reality that we're currently in and then know where God is at work and translate that into a vision. Any other thoughts you might have on, on the importance of optimism?
2: I think the only, the only thing in, in closing this, this idea, uh, Dr. Horn, would be that we're, we're all, everybody has different situations and circumstances. That's true. And at the same time, in this pandemic particularly, we're all faced with similar problems. It's up to the leaders to to determine and, and be able to optimistically find answers to the to the issues that we're we're all having to deal with. You know, having to come back into our buildings and and uh, those kinds of things. And so, uh, this is just a, a in in my mind a key uh, trait that uh, uh, that leaders and and successful people uh, need to uh, not only possess but uh, to show it, uh, as the other guys have said.
0: Yeah, one one of the things that sh- that strikes me, and I was reminded of this as as uh, Abe was talking about Joshua. Um, you know, one of the things that really helps me here are, are praying prayers of thanksgiving, where I look back and thank the Lord for His good and perfect gifts all the way through, and that helps me to be hopeful for the future when I when I look back and see all the good that God has done, and and prayers of thanksgiving just lift me up here uh, as much as anything.
1: How do leaders deal with When they're optimistic, how do they deal with those that follow their leadership? Uh, For example, we're we're mentioning Joshua. The Israelites knew what God wanted, wanted them to go into the promised land. But you remember there were out of the 12 spies, there were 10 that gave a negative report. Mm -hmm. How do leaders that are optimistic deal with other people Around them, who are not optimistic about what God can do.
2: Some sometimes, uh, it, sometimes you can't lead people. <laughs> I mean, those ten, those other ten, if you remember, Doctor Horn, they they stayed behind. Uh, they they wandered for forty years, and they didn't get to go in. You know, sometimes if people refuse to be led, uh, they don't get to go in, and and that's kind of the. Uh, uh, but I think that uh, you, you have to be patient with people and, and uh, continue to be optimistic, even if they're negative. Even if they say it can't be done, you just keep moving forward until, until you get through it. And, and uh, then they, you know those folks who maybe have been left behind uh, in one way or another, I mean, from their own, not that we're leaving people, but they, they've chosen that. Uh, then they, they finally will catch up by saying, well, okay, it can be done.
5: Yeah, I think a lot of times uh, when I think through leadership struggles and that's going to involve people, as we mentioned before, it it can get messy when you're dealing with people's lives. It can get very messy. Uh, As I've thought through the things that we've kind of worked through here at BUA, it's really a matter of trusting the Lord, reassessing what God's doing here and moving forward and saying God has called us to this place. And those who simply say, "I, I can't go there, they basically stuff themselves out and say I need to move on and go do something different and, and really it's not really a part of the leader to say you're not going to get to do this or get, be a part of what's happening they just simply aren't going to be a part of it because they choose themselves to say I'm not going to go there and, and we love on them, encourage them and bless them but Caleb and Joshua said we're moving forward here are the promises of God, we're going to continue to do what God's called us to do and we'd love for you to go with us but if you choose not to do that then that's up to you.
2: Right, right.
1: How, how important is it for optimistic leaders to be around other optimistic leaders?
2: Kind of critical. <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're supposed to be self-starters. We, we spend time with the Lord. You know, when we're spending time with the Lord Jesus every day, I think that, that that's the greatest basis of optimism that we can get into. As we've been, been saying, you know, we, we have this theological basis for this that God is uh, getting us through it. Uh, But it's also important to have fellowship with other people of like mind uh, that can uh, encourage us, strengthen us, uh, uh, hold up our arms, you know, when our arms get weary. And uh, those things are important. I
1: remember some time
2: ago uh, listening to
1: someone preach, and one of the things he said that stuck stuck out to me was that, Sometimes you have to be careful when you feel like God is speaking to you or giving you a new direction uh, that you need to head. Sometimes you have to be careful who you share that to or share that with because uh, there are people who feel like it is their ministry to be vision killers, to kill the optimism or the vision that God has given you. Uh, We've been talking this year about disruptive innovation. And disruptive innovation starts with a small idea in an area that is being unreached or with a group of people whose needs are not being met. And the uh, large majority isn't operating in that new innovative idea. And so they can be a vision killer in uh, trying to kill what God has spoken to someone. So what, uh, what would be your final thoughts? as we go around the room before we close.
0: Well, I'll say uh, my, th- my, my final thought here, building on, on what you just said um, is that anytime you're, you're leading through something important, um, you know, th- there are going to be those who, who, who struggle with it and there are going to be naysayers. I mean, you, you, see that with the other spies, we see that in Jesus's ministry, when you're, when you're doing things that matter, you know, there are going to be people who fight against that. And so you have to be ready for that. You have to be prepared for that. Um, but I think you also, we also have to recognize the other side of that. Um, just because somebody is fighting against that doesn't mean you're leading something important either. And so, you know, you got to kind of work through that and, and, um, you know, make sure you're walking with the Lord We're, in, in the right direction where you need to be headed. I think my final thought based
5: again, on what you said, Dr. Uh, Horn, is the idea that if I'm going to be a leader that's going to be doing something that maybe others are going to be naysaying about, I've got to ask myself, am I fearing the Lord here? Am I reverence with God where it needs to be? And am I connected to him? Not my own personal agenda, but is this God's agenda? And if it's God's agenda, then we can be like, joshua and caleb and say this is god's agenda it's not mine we're going to move forward and trust the lord way. so it really comes back to your own personal walk with god saying where am i sitting with the lord where's my confessional peace with god so it reminds me to have to look back introspectively into my own walk with god and say "Where's that sit
4: mm-hmm. you know dr horn also one of our traits that uh, we may mention later but uh, you know we're decision makers as leaders and as leaders. You, when you make a decision, not everyone's going to follow that decision. And again, we have to be prepared uh, for that. And uh, you know, um, I call some of those folks that are vision killers the cold water committee, and uh, they can they can really put they can really pour cold water on things a lot of times. But as a as a as a leader and as a decision maker, I think we need to stick with the decisions that God has led us to that are confirmed by our other leaders in the church. Uh, and, uh, and when we get confirmation from other leaders that what the decision we're making is right, that is led by the Holy Spirit. And I think those are the decisions we must make regardless of uh, other people and what they may think or what they may not think.
3: And yeah, Dr. Horn, I think it's important as I see it for leaders to comprehend the reality of what's pessimistic yet move through the pessimism into that which is optimistic, reframe it to engage a relevant future that's based in where God is taking them and driving them. So that would be my thought. Thank you for listening
1: to this edition of Sabbath Topics. We've been talking about leadership in disruptive times. Today's topic was on optimism. We encourage you to listen to our first podcast, on Developing Other Leaders, we have another podcast coming out, which will be our third in our series, and we have several others following that. Thank you once again for taking time to listen to this podcast. If we can do anything for you as an association, please let us know. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Topics Podcast. We look forward to
0: continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.